Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name's Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I'm here with Elsa Johnson. Hello Elsa, how are you? I am fantastic. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you. So what is your business called and what do you do? So my business is basically just my name, Elsa Johnson Coaching, and I help high achievers, entrepreneurs or CEOs or people in general, really high achievers, sort of unravel their mental blocks to go to even that next level so that they perform even more into their potential because a lot of us just get stuck in our own head. Yes, I can definitely resonate with that. I am 100% at the stage where I need to get a new coach and move to the next level. So what, what, you know, how do you how do people know when they're at that stage and what is it that you do differently to other people that kind of unblocks that barrier? So when some of the signs that you start recognizing is everything feels like that comfortable old shoe, right? It feels like there's really no new excitement in what you're doing. That can be one thing. The other thing can be like, you feel like you're pushing everything everything just seems so hard. So that's sort of the flip side of that point that you, you feel like, and yet inside there is this knowing that you are meant for more, the world needs to see more of you and you just want you, and you really start questioning saying, am I really doing the right thing? You know, those are some of the signs. The other thing can also be that you just, all you focus on is your work, 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 and nothing else. Everything seems like that's all your life is about. So I know that sounds a little broad, but I think we all, it really starts with that internal feeling. There's something off. Yeah, I definitely can resonate with that work, 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 work. I know. I mean, maybe I'd say it could be because of the pandemic, because there's not a lot else in the world at the minute, but I probably would have been just as bad regardless but definitely whenever I kind of meet up with friends or family or anything you know what have you been up to what are you doing and I'm like all I do is work and I feel that now like I feel like my life is work and I struggle because I love what I do Mm -hmm. so I but I recognize that that needs to change there needs to be something that that changes so that I can become more something more right like I want to use the word better but it's not better it's um you know I want to help more people but I don't want to lose more of my life by doing it because that's unfair to them and me and I definitely you know it's 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 a bad time in COVID and everything like that but you know I think I would have come to this stage at some point anyway so it's great to have you on the podcast to kind of understand that this is normal because it must be normal because you coach people in this yeah so it's it's like when I talk to clients it says you want more you just don't know what that more is and 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 that becomes part of our work together too to really identify what what is that one thing um and and the way I do it is through I know a lot of neuroscience modalities, uh, and lately I've been really working into the positive intelligence formula, which comes after emotional intelligence. It's sort of the, 
the activator of the emotional intelligence and the daily habits of, of emotional intelligence, where positive intelligence takes the full gamut of everything that you are and help you break it down to very simple ways that you can, on a continuously basis, connect yourself with that part of yourself. Um, and for me, you're asking, what do I do differently with a client? A lot of people, when they go to coaching, they, they, the question is, oh, so do you, uh, do you provide accountability, right? And I said, yeah, it's sort of, but the, the first thing that I do with you is really identifying what is that more? Because once we have that big sort of prize in front of you, knowing exactly what that is, then my next job is to help you get so unstoppable that nothing is going to stop you. Not that it means that you have to do more work, 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 but, but your focused attention becomes crystal clear. And you say, oh, now I know why to do it. I'm not necessarily in a hurry to get there, but everything I do is lined up so I'm really effective and can be ultra focused in what it is that I actually do. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about your why. I, I talk about that an awful lot. I think fundamentally as a business owner, you have to have a very, very clear understanding of what your why is. And that why can change. Absolutely, it can change. But without a why, I think it is almost impossible to be truly, truly successful as a business owner because you need that drive, that solution, that, that focus to be able to continue down that path because being a business owner is a roller coaster. And if you aren't focusing on that thing that you're after or the reason or, you know, the causation, then those roller coasters are like treacherous and they are, they don't feel worth it. And you stop and you jump off and you think I'm not going to do it anymore and without a reason to go through that those bumpy roads it just I think is completely impossible is that kind of part of your conversations with people as to really focusing on why they are putting themselves through this why they need to get through that block really Mm -hmm. kind of truly understanding everything about that why to get them to move through what feels like a physical block absolutely because and, and the thing that i've found we hear this all the time right you got to find your why you got to find your why but what i have seen over and over and over again in my client is their why is living in the intellectual level and it has not connected with their deep soul And I know in business, a lot of people say, oh, now you're getting a little too woo-woo for me here. But if the the problem is, because one of the things that I work with people is really what's getting in your way. And once we have identified the why on the soul level, you are able to switch off that very stressed out mind and lean into the more the, the thriving and the creative side of your brain. And and saying, okay, I know I have to do all these practical things, but when I connect my deep rooted why in my soul with my right side of my brain, where I have my creativity, my innovation, my compassion, all these things, 
all of a sudden you have an explosion of possibilities. And then you see it not from, as I said, the left side of the brain is our survival brain. And that's where we get the stress from. That's where we live in, in this highly driven outcome-based uh, world where we say, okay, I, I got to get to that next 10 client, or I got to get to that next thousand dollars, $10,000, million dollars, whatever, you know, you are so ultra focused on that. And then that pulls you away from that deep soul rooted. Oh, this is why I'm doing it. It's not necessarily get the money in the bank, but it's my, my desire, like you were mentioning before to help people. So anything that you do, once you can connect with that, then everything be, after that becomes like created out of excitement. It doesn't become, oh, I got to get the next client. I got to get on this phone call. I got to do this. I got to do this. Yeah, we like, have I an- get to do this. <laughs> well, and, and I think that is so fundamental to business that you get to help mm-hmm. people, that you get to run your own business every day, that you get to show up for yourself every single day like that is what keeps people going a lot more than your first million your first luxury car you know whatever it is that you materialistically think is gonna do it for you the when you get when when it's deeper than that and it's about something that kind of you know lights you up that helps so much more but we have a an amazing ceo in um an amazing entrepreneur in England um, called Stephen Bartlett. He's got an amazing podcast. You should check it out. Um, and he's on what you would call Shark's Den over here, but we call it um, um, Dragon's Den. Yeah, Dragon's Den over here. And he was talking the other day about how he grew up really poor on the brink of bankruptcy um, his whole childhood. And um, he when he went to he went to university um, and he went to one lecture and decided that it wasn't for him at all and started his own business that day and Mm -hmm. he was in like a chicken shop or something and found some money down the back of the sofa and the excitement that that gave him because he would be able to eat that week without having to think about it and could concentrate on something else was just like soul lighting like he could physically feel that excitement so he thought then that um because he sold his business for like 300 million or something when he was 26 or something like that like really really successful amazing he thought then that that excitement would come back when that happened. That's what his vision was. That's what he was doing it for. So he could have that 14 pound excitement again from the millions. Yeah. And when it happened, he felt maybe nothing he says, but probably low level depression because mm-hmm. it wasn't as exciting as that 14 pounds because he realized that he'd, he hadn't attached the, that, that that soul that physical reaction to a million pounds because that was just money it wasn't survival it wasn't you know something that was going to and and that listening to him say that changed so much for me because he said that he'd always been fulfilling something from his childhood into adulthood with his business and when that was all gone he had to realize what actually makes me happy because I've Mm. done 
the childhood thing. I don't need to do that anymore. What is it that actually drives me? And it made me be able to say, I don't need to have achieved any of that childhood stuff. I can start now and say, what actually makes me happy? And that was so freeing for me to know that you don't have to fix anything from your childhood. You could stop today and just do the things that bring you joy. When you started your business, was there an element of that too, where you said to yourself, you know, I can help people bring joy into their lives without having to feel like they need to go through all of those journeys and get to 40 years old before they can give themselves permission to just be happy? Yes. The short answer is yes. For me, I started out, you know, when, when I, I grew up in Denmark, actually, I didn't live in the US my whole life. I, I grew up in Denmark and started out a typical corporate career in finance. And then when I moved to, to the US in my late 20s, I worked for different companies. I started my own business, interior design, worked at for several years. And then a few years back, it came to me you know, I, I started digging into the personal development and this thought came into my mind as saying, nobody else outside of you is responsible for your happiness. You are responsible. And nobody else can take it away from you unless you let them. So it's, it's not about what everybody else is, are doing, it's how am I relating? It's like, that was my aha moment. And you, you brought up so many good points in this is like this gentleman, Stephen, he, he felt that that initial connection with that money, he connected the money with the excitement. Whereas it was like, here, I have an opportunity to change to, you know, to change my circumstance. It wasn't the money, it was the changing of the circumstance that he was excited about, but it took him so many years to actually make that connection, right? And, and what I see a lot, because I work um, also with, with people like myself that may have moved from a different area, whether it's immigrants or just moved away, or maybe they are first time entrepreneurs in their families. They, they come from a different circumstance into where they are right now. And helping them really lean into the fact of, like you just said, whatever happens yesterday is history. You know, you in this very moment, you have the power to within say, what am I going to do differently to get a different outcome? Yeah, and, I and think the, it makes like... I think it's fundamental to everyone to be able to give yourself permission to make that change. And to, the thing that you said there that kind of hit me really hard was that, you know, nobody else is responsible for your happiness. And I say this all the time in my house to my children, to my husband, you know, to my family that only we, you know, we're the gatekeepers of our happiness and we should be so solid that nobody else rocking our boat changes our our emotions and that is really really difficult but I like them to practice the fact that when other people are testing you 
you still make the choice as to whether or not you can be happy. And that's something that we talk about an awful lot in this household. Is that something that you grew up with or did you learn that yourself? No, I, I had to learn that hard lesson myself as well. And I recently just had a discussion with somebody and I said, in business, we are so afraid to pull in our emotional life. And I was talking with them because I said, one of the most fundamental things is in, in that learning that we are, you know, the source of our own happiness is also learning to truly deeply love ourselves. And it's not like selfish kind of love or, you know, I can't love any, but I was talking with him and saying, if you look at a mother or a father and we love our children, right? We love our children unconditionally. We need to extend that love to ourselves because otherwise we are asking our children to fulfill that love back. I hope this, I make myself clear in this. It's like, if I can come from a place in serving my children, my husband, my friends, my clients, the greater good from a place of saying, hey, I don't need anything from you. I'm good over here. I'm happy. I love myself. You have no, I'm not seeking something from you. I just want to be in your presence. I want to serve you. I am bringing what I can offer to your world. Then that other person, that client, that child is set free to do exactly the same. They don't feel like I have a need to fulfill fulfilled by them and you can grow together yeah I think the first thing I did on my journey to 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 that and I'm obviously still on that journey and I think everybody is we're always working on it but the first thing I mastered mastered that's that's a lie the first thing I worked on on this was truly not caring what other people thought of me yeah I'm really lucky I was kind of born that way my dad has no connection between his brain and his mouth. He genuinely does not care what anyone thinks of him at all. So I grew up with that, you know, in my soul, but it is definitely something that I've worked on throughout the years. But that and the connection between that and happiness for me is fundamental because nobody can rock me. I have to make that choice to allow their words, actions, you know, emotions, energy around me to make a difference. But I now know that that's my choice. Mm -hmm. When I give that power over to people, that can take my joy away faster than anything else in the whole entire world. So I feel like the keeper of my joy. And I can't then allow that to be given to somebody else. And if I do, I take out ownership of it. Because only I made the decision to allow somebody else's judgment of me to make a difference. And that, that is, that's, my, that's my problem. That's not somebody else's problem because people are still judging me. Just the yes. fact that I don't care makes no difference to their judgment. And I know that I'm not stupid, but I also don't care. Yeah. And, and there, there's a lot of freedom in that. And I, I am sure there's a lot of listeners on your podcast that say, 
yeah, that's all good and fine for you. You know, I have to pay the bills. You know, I do care what my boss thinks. I do care what my clients thinks. And yes, absolutely. But that's at a different level, right? I absolutely care that I serve my clients at the highest level. But it doesn't come from the point of saying, I have to do this. Again, going back to our previous discussion, I get to do this. Right? I get that to act like an energy shift to me. Do you feel that when you say that? Absolutely. It is a total energy shift. And it's interesting that you bring this in because we also, you asked me a question early on and saying, what do I do different with my clients? Because there's so many people who work with people in business mindset, right? I lean into the fact of the narratives. So once we have clarified the why, right? The deep soul, you know, earth, earth turning, earth shattering why that you have. Then we start looking at saying, what are the narratives that's going on inside your head? That constant conversation between should have, could have, would have, what if, all these things and start sort of pulling those apart and start helping you shift from living in your left side survival brain. And really what that does, because when, when we as people get into these high stress situations, we are literally going all the way back to Neanderthal times and live in this fight and flight responses. And we forget that we have the power to choose. We forget we have the power to not let other people rob us of our joy. And because a lot of people have been on this constant journey of overproducing, oversatisfying, overdoing for external reasons, their brain is literally getting fried so much from all these activities where I then help them see, okay, where is it that you have allowed your left brain to take over completely? How can we get you connected in so you actually use those amazing qualities you have on your right side of your brain? Yeah. So and it's, I, it's not, it's on a deeper level than the awareness. And then the, the last part of it, which is a lot of people are really missing in, in personal development today is that implementation, the self-command of on a continuous basis, just as simple thing as <sighs> taking that deep breath. And, you know, when you're up there on, you know, running on all cylinders and saying, okay, let's take a time out. Let's take a deep breath. Let's pull our energy down. Just release some stress, release some air and say, okay, now what are we looking at? And then we start opening ourselves up to, as I said before, the creativity, the exploration, the curiosity. Yeah, I can feel that. I can definitely feel that. So if anyone else needs your help, whereabouts could they find you? They can find me um, on LinkedIn, on Elsa Johnson Coaching, on my website, More Than Just Fine. Or also, I'm also there with that same handle on Facebook and on Instagram. I love More Than Just Fine. Tell me about that. Where did that name come from? Well, it, it came very early on in my career. It came from that you go around and people say, how are you doing? Fine. Fine. 
fine. And we are so, and I think part of that in business is we are so fast to just brush aside any struggles that we are. We are, we are afraid to show that there are emotion in business, right? And I'm not saying that you have to go out and share with everybody, but that's how when people say it's lonely at the top, it's because you have not let people into your chamber and saying, you know, I really, I could really use another ear. You know, I could just, because a lot of times you don't have to solve other people's problems. They just have to talk them out. And then as they talk them out, they're like, oh, here it is. You know, there, there is an African proverb, which I love, 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 love. It's like, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. And I think, unfortunately, so many successful entrepreneurs, successful people are going fast alone. And it's a very, very lonely journey. I think I can understand that to a certain extent, though, because and then it's just because you use the word entrepreneur. For me, an entrepreneur, you're born an entrepreneur and you cannot see and feel the same way as a, even a business owner or somebody who works for somebody else because it is fundamental to everything you feel. You just see things differently. You feel things differently. So when as an entrepreneur, and this might just be because that's just how I feel about how I was born but you if you don't have other people who see things the way you do or feel things the way you do and um, because they're not entrepreneurs they 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 can't understand you know where you're going or or why you're running a million miles um an hour or why you're you know sitting still in your thoughts and understanding what's going on because the journey needs different things all of the time and somebody who works in corporate life or works for somebody else or just does a business because their dad ran that business and they took it over will never understand what it's like to be an entrepreneur when your brain is firing a million different things all at once and you're trying to calm it down and make it into something that you know you can work so i understand why so many entrepreneurs do it alone I also understand as an entrepreneur why I need to stop and talk things through. And that, that didn't come initially because the misunderstanding of what I was doing and why I was doing things came first. And it was only because I gave myself time to be misunderstood that I could then say, I need my people around me so that I can spew my ideas and they could then calm me down and make it into an actual business and I don't think everybody else has either has that around them or has the foresight to know that you can have that around you yeah and I think it it goes directly to the core of you know, th that feeling of saying the world, we're, we're talking about energy before, you know, we're talking about an abundant mindset, right? You, you hear that everywhere right now, right? Having an abundant mindset. And I think it is because a lot of entrepreneurs, they're like, oh, but it, you know, I have this idea, I have this idea, if I share it with the world, you know, they're going to pull it apart and they're there, or they're going to steal it. And then, but the thing is that when you 
set it free in the world, it becomes so much bigger. And when you are in a group of like-minded people that is really there to, to grow themselves, they know that when I abundantly give my expertise or my experience, because it's not necessarily my expertise, it is just like, I haven't quite been going through what you're going through, but I've gone through something similar. Here's what I did. Here's how I moved forward. And then you really raise yourself up. Yeah. And, and it, it's for me, it, it's that whole point of saying, yes, entrepreneurs had, like you were mentioning, have a specific mindset, right? But it's when you can even go beyond that and really embrace everything that is available to you. So it's, for me, it's just, it's an amazing journey. And it's one of the things that I absolutely love about. And that's why when I work with clients, before I even start working with them, we typically have like a 30 minute call together and say, okay, so let me hear what is it really that you want to do? Because I don't have the answer for what they want to do. Um, but I help them talk through it. You know, so it's for me, it's just such an exciting thing. It's so exciting to see when people catch that fire. <laughs> yeah, I I think seeing other business owners with that fire in their eyes and that fire in their soul is one of the most exciting. Like it's an energy thing. Like we yeah, said yeah. before, I, I feed off of it and I like, you know, but then we talked before about, you know, an abundant mindset when people are talking negatively, I am like, that is the fastest way to disaster because yeah. if you switch that and you have an abundant mindset, it's fundamental to a successful business. And I know it, it that, is. I know that they're the, the go words at the minute and stuff like that, but it is the truest thing I've ever worked with. If you truly believe that there is enough for everyone it cuts all of that doubt out fast. Oh, it, it does. It does. And, you know, most of us are not looking to be a household name in every single dwelling all over the world. Right? Most of us really need a very small amount of clients that we work with. And when we think about that, that is basically just getting one little crumb out of the big, you know, chocolate chip cookie. And there's plenty to go around. And in, in the sense of when we go back to what we talked about before, saying, I get to do this work. And I get to share my passion with other people who are like myself, wanted to share their passion. And then we feed off each other's excitement and growth and, and pursuit of what it is that more is. Yeah, 100% agree. So we're coming to the end of the podcast, Elsa, and I do the eight mile moment at the end of all of the podcast. So I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. I love Eminem and he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him. He's skinny, he's white, his mum lives in a trailer. So that his opponent can't say anything bad back to him. So Elsa, yeah. what are the worst things about you? The worst things about me is I can go on and on and on and on talking about what I love. 
Me too. <laughs> so if you're not interested in what I'm interested in, it could be very boring. <laughs> I, I, I'm a patient listener too, though. <laughs> yeah, the other person just needs to get the interesting thing in first. <laughs> Yeah, so that is one worse thing. The other thing is I think that I can be very quiet. You know, a lot of times I get in my head and people are like, what's going on? What's going on? And they just need to know it's not that I'm not interested. It's just the wheels are turning. (laughs) So it's the two sides of the same coin. (laughs) No, I understand that completely. It's really interesting because people who don't know me very well think I'm really outgoing and extrovert and 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 then when they see me sporadically I can be that quiet person and they think oh what's wrong with her and it is just because like I the wheels are turning and there's something going on in there that I am just kind of you know thinking and I can't do those two things at once I can't be kind of hi at the same time as I'm thinking that's something going on so I love it when somebody else is the same because I don't think everybody understands that that kind of happens you kind of lose speech while your brain's going crazy yeah it's uh, I can definitely get lost in thought so I don't know if that and then I'm really bad singer so I guess that's the worst (laughs) yeah according to my husband I am too but I'm going to ignore him and carry on thinking I'm Adele yeah you do that (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Oh, it was my true pleasure. Such a lovely conversation. No problem. And as always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at podcast at find-surveyors.co.uk. Say goodbye, Elsa. Bye. See you. Bye.